and cursed, punched in the face For facing this life of the human race Some say patriot, some say traitor Guess it depends on historical speculators Astronaut sons of the CIA To take my life far, far away Instead the curse fell on his head at 26 He's stone cold dead Adam Watt. I grew up dreaming to tell my stories of fancy tales of angelic glory. Instead, my train derailed my truth, my dear old grandma, all those rules. She said the truth was worth the die to beat old Satan, to beat his lies. I left my dreams to fight for truth, the dear old grandma, old, old Hi, you guys. Welcome back. This is Richard Sachs. I'm here with Doug Diamond on Lost Arts Radio. Uh, exciting guest that really have to thank Doug for introducing me to uh, Bart Sabrell, who's been a filmmaker and a writer and an investigative journalist. And he has been doing this for decades and started about, I guess, 35 years ago when he was a TV talk show host. And he's still doing all kinds of amazing work. And I didn't really have an awareness of Bart's um, projects until Doug showed me a video. And it was about a very interesting topic, which is the, it looks very strongly like the moon landing that the U S did in the sixties was great, except for one detail. And that's that it actually didn't happen. Um, so that ties into a lot of other things. And it shows that Bart is one of these investigators who's willing to question everything is supposed to be the basis of real science, but it's been pretty much lost. And I'm interested in where it can be brought back and what we can find out. So this is going to be really interesting. And welcome, Bart, and thanks for being here. I think this will be fun. Sure. Good to see you, Richard. Um, do you want to say anything really relevant about any specifics in your background that I didn't mention that are going to be important to the discussion or do you want to just wait and see what comes up well i mean uh we can i can bring it into the conversation okay so as as i mentioned that was the first video of yours that i saw about the moon landing and people might think well that was decades ago that that was claimed it's really just a technical question it doesn't relate to now but you had some really good points in the video about why it matters why don't we start with that well um, the main reason why it matters, uh, like, why does it matter that the CIA killed Kennedy? Why does it matter that John McNamara admitted that the Gulf of Tonkin incident that led to the death of a million people was completely made up? Right. Why does it matter that 3000 architects say it's impossible for an airplane to bring down a skyscraper? And then, of course, building seven, the third building that half the people in America don't even know about. And then uh, the current event that's been going on for two years. Mm-hmm. And maybe the best example of lying is probably the moon landing. Uh, you can prove it very simply with deductive reasoning that they didn't go to the moon by the following. Today, with 21st century technology, with five decades better technology than in 1969, NASA can only send astronauts one thousandth the distance to the moon. So what they're claiming is that 
five decades ago, they had 1,000 times greater technology than they do today. When, when all of NASA had one millionth of computing power for cell phone. So not only has no airplane, no aeronautical machine ever worked on the first occasion, the, going to the moon is the most complicated you know, uh, aerospace project ever done. And it worked on the first occasion when even a biplane never worked on the first occasion. Ten years later, when they made the 747, they went through 168 engine tests and could not get the fuselage off the ground. And that was with 10 decades better technology than going to the moon when they had already built millions and millions of aircraft previously. So if they can't go to the moon today, if the best that NASA can do is send astronauts 1,000th the distance to the moon, then how could they go a thousand times farther with 50-year-old technology and one millionth of computing power for cell phone on the first attempt? And then, so you can prove that logically they didn't go because it's impossible for technology to go backwards, right? It it doesn't happen unless civilization collapses and then it could happen. Yeah, there's a a comet or asteroid or something like that. Yeah. But yeah. let, let's let's interject for people that may not be aware, because remember that the public has been really dumbed down. I'm sure you've noticed and not necessarily all for their own fault. But people are especially younger people now, a lot of them in the school system. They're not not really aware of much that's happened before. So let's recap just briefly what was announced with all the news media cooperating when the so-called moon landing happened, what what was claimed? What was the story? Well, I mean, the Soviets had launched the first satellite, the first animal, the first Spudman. man, right. the first woman, the first spacewalk, the first crew of three. They had five times more man hours of space than we did. Kennedy, who's not a scientist, a politician, after the Soviets are, had already orbited the Earth, And our astronaut, months later, simply went up for 15 minutes from the East Coast to the West Coast, not even orbiting the Earth. Kennedy, without consulting the scientific community, said, hey, let's set a goal to go to the moon by the end of the decade. That proved to be a scientific impossibility, as it remains to this day. Otherwise, there would be bases all over the moon, right? Just like at the South Pole. There's bases at the South Pole where it's 100 mile per hour winds and 100 degrees below zero. Because it's humanly possible. So if it were humanly possible to put men on the moon in 1969, there would be bases there now. The fact that there aren't simply means it can't be done. And unless technology has gone backwards, which is impossible, then the moon landings were staged. I mean, Lindbergh flew across the Atlantic in 1927. Ten years later, thousands of aircraft were flying across the Atlantic, which were 100 times more complicated. Mm-hmm. When they blew up the first atomic bomb in 1945, 10 years later, atomic bombs were 1,000 times more powerful. So if they could go to the moon on the first attempt with 1960s technology, they would have been on Mars 10 years later, and we'd be in another solar system by now. So the idea that they could send astronauts 1,000 times farther 50 years ago than they can today totally contradicts logic. And if it weren't for people's emotional attachment to this being a god, then, you know, the God of science, the God of how great America is or whatever, then people would see the deplorable truth. So why it matters, your original question, Richard, is these people and their apprentices, their offspring, they're 
they're in control to this day because they still claim the moon landings are real when they when they simply were not. They claim that airplanes brought down, you know, three skyscrapers when three thousand engineers say that's impossible. Mm-hmm. Three quarters of the of Americans say that Oswald did not kill Kennedy. The guy's own nephew, Robert Kennedy Jr., is one hundred percent certain the CIA killed him. And these people are doing this event for the last two years, coercing people through fear to get medicine for an illness they don't even have, which of their own vice president of the company who is marketing such medicine says it's not necessary and dangerous. And so the, the main point of the moon landing being fraudulent is that these people are still running our country and it's only emboldening them to do worse things. So it's like a bank robber. If they get away stealing a million dollars and then they steal 2 million and get away and then 10 million, they're just going to keep on doing it. And while the moon landing fraud may have killed the fewest number of people than any government fraud, it is the one that if the truth came out would have the most impact in a positive way. It would crush people because they prayed for them. They wept, they waved their flag. They held ticker tape parades and gave them medals of honor for lying. And then it comes out for the first time in my book, Moon Man, which you can get at sabrell.com, that according to the dead man's widow and son, who's a 747 pilot, the crew that would have been the first crew on the moon was murdered by the CIA. So it would be one thing if they faked it and it didn't kill anybody. But now we know that they murdered their own citizens, their own astronauts who were whistleblowers who would not cooperate with the fake moon landing fraud. So that is revealed in my book, as well as other things I've never discussed before. And so a third of the book is about how and why the moon landings, unfortunately, were falsified. A third is, like I said, an alarm bell. Look, these people are running our country and the world. And if we don't stop them, they're going to win with their agenda, which is to depopulate 93% of us. And the other third is basically my behind the scenes, never discussed before espionage adventures of being kidnapped and drugged by the CIA when I found classified footage of fake photography. And all these things I've never discussed before, including the homicides of astronauts by the CIA, according to the testimony of the dead man's relatives. All these things are discussed in the moon book for the first time and it's really you know it's the most symbolic of the government's complete arrogance and disregard for the truth they're using a third of our income to lie to us and to murder our fellow citizens who try to expose their crimes i think that's a relevant issue so some people say well what difference does it make that they fake the moon landing 50 years ago it matters because they murdered people to keep it a secret They embezzled the equivalent of $200 billion to do it, to deceive to the people they're supposed to be serving, murdering people, their own citizens who are exposing their crimes. And these people are running the world today, and they're doing the same little deceptive thing that's been going on for two years. So it is relevant that they fake the moon landing. The quality of the production is also really interesting. I, I actually remember, what, what date was the moon landing, the supposed moon landing? They allegedly landed on the moon July 20th, 1969. 69, right. I remember that. And I'm trying to remember the 
uh, television coverage. Was, was it pretty extensive TV with all actually, the channels getting in actually, on it? Well, actually, it wasn't. Uh, when they were actually claiming to have landed on the moon, they showed mm-hmm. a very rough Atari quality computer animation, and it mm-hmm. said simulation. They did not show live pictures. Now, to me, if I were in charge of a real mission to the moon, mm-hmm. I would mount a live television camera on the outside of that rocket. And at any time during the three-day trip to the moon, you could tune in and see the moon getting closer and closer and closer and closer all the way down without an edit, without an interruption. They actually did not show the landing. All of a sudden, this black and white TV picture showed up, which was like deliberately seventh generation quality. So you couldn't see the detail. And it could have been shot in someone's backyard at night with a spotlight. And it would have looked the same. And that convinced people that men were on the moon. And, you know, you said something interesting, Richard. In a way, the dumbing down is at least partially not the public's fault. Because who knew that the government would lie about such a thing? In fact, the number one reason I hear, Richard, why the moon landings must be real is that the government wouldn't lie about such an important thing. Yeah, exactly. They lied about the cause of the Vietnam War, which led to the death of a million people. So I, I think if they're willing to kill a million people without cause, they're willing to fake a TV image. The, and they're still doing it to this day. CNN right. has a green screen, and they claim bombs are falling around them in Iraq when they're in Atlanta, Georgia. I and the FCC that. doesn't even find them. For These are really lying. important points, because what we're trying to get at is what all this means and right. how it's useful now to understand it. And one of the essential elements in understanding is knowing that these authority figures are, I mean, to start just realizing, like you're saying, that they can lie to you. But if you follow that up and really get into it, the lies are so deep and so malicious that it's what what I see people running into is the emotional difficulty of grasping that because yeah. it, it makes their whole worldview shake. Yeah, it's like pretty much they don't want to know that the moon landings are fake because they don't want to live in such a world, in such a country. Therefore, they won't perceive it. And they'll, the Bible talks about this in the last days. It says that people choose to believe the lie, that they gather around them a great number of teachers to tell them what their itching ears want to hear. Mm-hmm. And I talked to a professor of an aerospace university who I asked him, if you saw one of the Apollo astronauts confess on national TV, I'm sorry, the moon landings were fake. What would you think then? He said, I'd still think we went. Exactly. Exactly. And, and understanding why that is, is really important. Yeah. Now, what, what happens is, is the moon landing has become a religion. Now, I open up the film, A Funny Thing Happened on the Way to the Moon, which you can view at sabrell.com. Just go to the Moon Man link buttons at the top with scripture and we you know where pride comes then comes disgrace everything concealed is meant to be revealed then let us build a tower that reaches to the heavens so that we can make a name for ourselves referring to the tower of babel now until about 200 years ago the peak of technology was how tall could mankind build a building without it collapsing on itself and it's right there in the sixth chapter the beginning of the bible they were going to make a tower simply to brag, and it was never finished. Then we show in the film the Titanic that had the audacity to say the ship that God himself could not sink 
never made one voyage. And then we have Tricky Dick Nixon talking allegedly to men on the moon when he knew they were not there. And he said, putting a man on the moon is the greatest event since creation itself. Now, mankind's greatest achievement is putting a man on the moon. And how ironic that it never happened. You see, I was investigating this film (laughs) under the theory it might be true that the moon landings were fake. I was a big fan. I had pictures of the moon landing. You you have to be open or it's not really scientific anyway. Exactly. And I said they probably did go, but let me look into it. And then I found a, uh, a man who is a board member of an aerospace company that builds rockets for NASA, who says he didn't go to the moon, who gave me a million dollars to make these movies because he considered it his patriotic duty to expose these lies. And why did he tell you they couldn't go to the moon? Well, from an engineering point of view, number one, the rocket had nowhere near enough fuel. We found Von Braun original mathematical calculations. He said the following numbers are irrefutable mathematically. To go to the moon nonstop in one rocket, the rocket will weigh 10 times the amount of the Queen Mary or 800,000 tons. Let me ask you one detail question about that and without losing the train of thought, because I want this clarified. One, the, the cartoon animations that we've seen about starting with Disney, the three stage rockets going to the moon and all that. They showed that to get out of the gravitational pull of the Earth, you need fuel. But once you're moving in space with no resistance, the fuel stops. Is that true? Well, once you allegedly escaped Earth gravity, you can coast. There is inertia. But he said, Von Braun, first of all, the rocket would have to weigh 800,000 tons. Now, the Saturn V rocket that they claimed to have gone to the moon round trip in weighed mm-hmm. only 2,500 tons compared to the 800,000 tons he said was irrefutable, mathematically necessary to go to me. So he recanted on his math by just a little bit, 30,000 percent in mm-hmm. order to meet Kennedy's goal. Mind you, he was a Nazi. And mind you, the State Department is on record that had he not died in 1974, he was months away for being prosecuted for war crimes. OK, so mm-hmm. this is who we're trusting to tell us the truth about the moon landing and then get this. Richard Nixon doesn't even show up for the launch. Now, wait a minute. If you're president of the United States and we're going to the moon for the first time, don't you think you would go to the launch? But because it was fake, he didn't want to be tied to it in case it got exposed. He didn't want to be there shaking the hand of the astronaut and then later to come out that the whole thing was a fraud. He literally distanced himself from it. If he re- if they were really going to the moon, he would have been at the launch. But if it was a fraud, he would have distanced himself, which is exactly what he did. That would have it, been worse than Watergate. Oh, much worse. And so we even have the fact that they destroyed all the original videotapes, all the original telemetry where the rocket was, all of the schematics and electronics of the hardware of the rocket, the lunar module, everything completely destroyed. Now, in today's dollars, that cost $200 billion to develop. Now, imagine Bill Gates spending $200 billion to make the first supercomputer. It works. It's fantastic. He says, great job. Now let's throw it into the furnace with all the diagrams. Would anyone do such a thing? They should have done that, perhaps, with the atomic bomb, but they didn't. Ten years later, atomic bombs were 1,000 times more powerful. 
So if you really went to the moon, you would never destroy the hardware or the schematics. But if you committed a fraud, that is exactly what you would do. So the mm-hmm. fact that they destroyed all the originals is actually proof of the fraud itself. You see, because if they really went, they would never do that. And if they committed a fraud, they would destroy everything, which is what they did, which is actually proof of the fraud. You see, you, you know, some people say that one reason they couldn't do it is there's an issue with radiation. Once that you get correct. out of the atmosphere, what do you know about that? Well, if you go to sabrell.com and the top left button is Moonman video links. Uh, like I said uh, before we started the interview, the book is kind of uh, interactive. Mm-hmm. I basically have an introduction. I say, stop, go to link one, watch a funny thing happened on the way to the moon. So when I start talking about it, you'll know what I'm talking about. Okay. And then there are the basically 15 links. One link is from 20. 20- 14 of Kelly Smith of NASA in his late twenties. And they are about to send an unmanned probe into this radiation field that most people don't even know exists. Basically a thousand miles above the earth and extending anywhere between 25 and 30,000 miles. is this big, thick band of radiation. Every manned space mission was well below that radiation, except going to the moon They'd have to go through it. And the video, he says it's dangerous radiation. And then he concludes with the technology necessary for an astronaut to survive going through it has yet to be invented. Hmm, okay. Now, wait a minute. If he says in 2014, the technology to survive going through the radiation has yet to be invented and the astronauts claim to have gone through it to the moon and back, then that's a little contradictory, which means they didn't go it. And then we discover footage unedited with the CIA on a third track of audio talking to them privately of them faking a shot of being halfway to the moon with a one foot model of the Earth, claiming that they're far away and the Earth is floating in space. It's a complete fake model of it, which means if they're faking being halfway to the moon, it means they cannot go halfway. They cannot leave Earth orbit. And here we are 50 years later. And they still cannot leave Earth orbit. Did so, you did you go into why you're convinced that they could get into Earth orbit? Well, because I think it's very difficult to fake the zero gravity footage. Theoretically, you could do it in an aircraft called the KC-125 that goes up to about 50,000 feet and dives until about 10,000. Right. But it's, it would be very difficult to fake. And they have, you know, like a tuna fish sandwich or can of tuna floating by and it looks like genuine zero gravity to me so if i were faking the mission i would do as much of it as real as possible for example let's say you could land on the moon but you couldn't leave the spacecraft i would land on the moon and fake the moonwalk or let's Mm -hmm. say you could orbit the moon but you couldn't land i would orbit the moon and shoot real footage Mm -hmm. but because they're faking being halfway to the moon it means they can't leave earth orbit which means They were on the rocket so they could go up in front of witnesses and they could splash down eight days later, but they simply orbited the earth. Now, when I confronted Buzz Aldrin with the footage, which he himself shot, showed it to him on a monitor, he said, oh, and this makes you a famous person for having discovered all this. Well, wait a minute. How could I become famous if I'm wrong? And then he said, talk to administrator. We were just passengers. I thought they piloted the aircraft down. No, Mm -hmm. they went up, they orbited the Earth all under the command of NASA and came down. That's why they were passengers. And when he realized he just made two admissions that the moon landings were fake, 
He said, if you show my remarks to anybody, I'll sue you. And I'm like, bring it on because we can prove in court that you didn't leave Earth orbit. Right. So I think they were in Earth orbit. They, they've done it before. They can do it now. And that way they could at least go up in front of witnesses, come down in front of witnesses and get zero gravity. But that's why they destroyed the telemetry data of where the rocket actually was. Because that would pinpoint locations. Correct. And what they did is they had a satellite that simulated transmissions coming from the moon so that the ground crews could rehearse the moon landing in advance. Now, one of the computer operators admitted afterwards we could tell no difference between a simulation and actual flight. It's just numbers on the screen. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So what they did is they claimed the satellite lost orbit and crashed it to the sea while it was secretly up there simulating transmissions coming from the moon. See how clever that is? Mm -hmm. And who would think that they would lie about such a thing? And yet the, the longer time goes on, that they can't even leave Earth orbit. And then you have a, a NASA spokesperson misspeak and say the technology to leave Earth orbit has yet to be invented. I even called them up. They sent an unmanned probe into the radiation belts, right? With right. two Geiger counters. And I said, hey, I'm a journalist. Give me those Geiger counter readings. They said it's a classified secret. I'm saying, wait a minute. The temperature of the sun is in a classified secret and how much hydrogen is in Jupiter's atmosphere isn't a secret. Why would the amount of radiation in nature surrounding uh -huh. the Earth be a secret? Because if they revealed how much radiation was there, it would prove they couldn't go to the moon. That's why it's a secret, you see? Radiation. And you're saying the astronauts were passengers, meaning that the controlling was done from the ground. Correct. Right. Yeah. Uh, they didn't drive the ship. No. If they really went to the moon, they would have been a pilot. But right. you can prove it this way. Okay, so in the 21st century, over the last five years, Elon Musk tried six times to land a rocket vertically, okay? And it mm. had six rockets around it, and each rocket had a supercomputer on each one. The mm -hmm. first time it blew up, the second time it blew up, the third time it blew up, the fourth time it blew up, the fifth time it blew up. So if the first five attempts to land a rocket vertically with six supercomputers on it didn't work five times in a row, how could they, with one millionth of the computing power, 50 years earlier, ran, land a rocket vertically the first time they tried it six times? And they the specifically said it was landed vertically on the moon, right? Of course. Yeah. But, but if you can't land a rocket vertically with, <laughs> with one million times greater computer power 50 years later, the first right. five times you try... Then how could you do it on the first attempt with one minute of computing power 50 years earlier? Does it make you logical? So right? this was a huge project of coordination between a lot of people, and it was very expensive. And I mean, you had the coordination and cooperation must have been incredible. Well, you know, and actually, Richard, it was so easy to fool. There's no independent press coverage. You you have a rocket going up, three people who are military sworn to secrecy, and a black-and-white TV picture coming from the Nixon administration, and that's the proof you have of the greatest event in mankind's history. It was very easy to fake. And then once the imprinting went on in people's hearts, they cried, they waved their flag. Uh -huh. Trying to tell them otherwise is like taking candy away from a baby. They don't want to hear it. You know, the Bible talks about this. It says in Obadiah, pride 
prevents you from seeing the truth. Mm-hmm. And, you know, pride basically is the unwillingness to be wrong. And humility is the willingness to be wrong. I went to a church once that had an answer for everything, even if it was the wrong answer. And they took pride in that. Right. And they were like, who likes here to be wrong? And I'm the only person wanting to raise my hand because well, one... Yeah. Because it's great one, because I, then then you learn what's right if you exactly can number one the great thing about being wrong number one you're not walking around in error right and number two you're learning something new but i was the only person in that whole church who liked being wrong you know i wanted the moon landings to be real and when i put in that tape which you can see at sabrell.com of them faking with a one-foot model pretending to be halfway to the moon with the CIA telling them, don't answer NASA's transmission first, count off four seconds first to create mm-hmm. a fake radio delay. It dawns on me, they really faked the moon landing. My heart was broken. I start tearing up. It's like, this is the world I live in. That, and it was really an unnecessary lie. They, they could have just said, I'm sorry, we just can't do it. Well, you know? they must have had a good reason or they wouldn't have spent all the money, right? Well, they were diverting the money. You know, it's a front. You know, in, in the south here where I live, when I moved into this area years ago, there were these hot fried chicken places, right? And I would go into them like at three o'clock in the morning. I'm the only customer. They only had four tables. And for some reason, there's a lady there with a 20-line telephone taking call after call and taking notes, you know, taking bets or something. Right. So the fried chicken place is a front for gambling. So NASA, especially during the Vietnam War, when Congress only gave them money to fight in Vietnam, they had all that extra money to go into Cambodia, Laos, and do whatever else they were intending to doing. I mean, does it really cost in today's dollars $100 million to make an electric car that has, you know, one-tenth as many parts as a Jeep? No, of course not. But now they can, you know, divert that money to somewhere else. So and what was the $200 billion that you mentioned in today's money that was needed? For what, how was that used? Well, allegedly to put a man on the moon. How was it really used? Uh, I guess it was given to the CIA, most of it. Uh, they did build a rocket. They did achieve Earth orbit. And that's, you know, a pretty good accomplishment. But I would say it only took at the most, 25% of the budget to do that. And so that means 75% of the, you know, which is $150 billion of the 200 in today's dollars that they had to do whatever they wanted to. I mean, you may remember one day before 9-11, the, you know, the, the uh, sec- secretary of the Defense Department says, oh, and by the way, we misplaced $2,300 billion or $2.3 trillion. Mm-hmm. I, we can't find it. Congress wrote a law like in 1998, the Pentagon, by law, must have an audit by the year 2000. They didn't do it. 2005, they didn't do it. 2010, they didn't do it. 2015, the Pentagon is ignoring a law and no one calls them on it. We have John, we have uh, uh, William Benny, worked for the NSA in upper management for 30 years, mm-hmm. goes on national TV and says, oh, by the way, we spy on the private phone calls of presidents, senators, and Supreme Court justices to get dirt on them, to blackmail them into voting a particular way. It's an established fact. No one contradicts them, not a single investigation. But right. someone you know, leaks out that the Democratic Party is giving more you know, delegates to Clinton, even though Bernie Sanders is getting more votes, then the FBI goes after the person who leaks that information. Right. You know, which is a clue of how the system is working. 
Yeah, I mean, if, if Ron Paul was getting the most votes and yet got 1% of the media, you have Bernie Sanders on the other side getting more votes but getting fewer delegates. It means both parties are corrupt. They're not going to let an honest person get to the top unless it's by some mistake. Yeah. You know? yeah. And so this whole idea that we have, a deb- I don't even know why that's legal. If, if, if a person in a primary, which is a step toward the presidency, receives mm-hmm. twice as many votes, not 10% more, 100% more votes than second place, but second place gets more delegates. Why that's legal, I have no idea. They say, well, the Democratic Party is a private club. We can do whatever we want. And but then it's a vote toward the presidency and you're screwing with it. So that should be illegal. You have Tulsi Gabbard, right, who they say in order to be in the debates, you have to get five percent of the vote. She gets five percent. They go, oh, then we better change it to seven percent. Right, right. Because she would put everybody in their place, you know, and uh, so. This whole red versus blue, people got to give that up. They have to stop voting. They have to not get involved. And Mm. because they're trying to get us to fight each other, so we won't go after the people at the top who are faking the moon landings. Because both parties are corrupt. Johnson actually filmed the faking of the moon landing, Democrat. And then Richard Nixon, Republican, approved it. So who faked the moon landing? Both parties. Yeah. Both independent, seemingly honest people. You know, Bernie Sanders, Ron Paul, they've refused to ascend to the top, both parties. So this whole right. idea that red versus blue is a complete con game, that they're getting us to fight each other rather than the culprits at the top. What did they achieve by making people think that the U.S. had landed a man on the moon? I think uh, they made us appear to be technologically superior It was basically Nixon said something interesting about the Vietnam War. There were protests about the Vietnam War. He said the number one enemy problem in America are anti-war protests. So you throw them a bone, you throw them a piece of candy going to the moon like a pep rally. Right. Then suddenly you distract people. They have something to cheer about, not the. 50,000 people dying in a pointless war that ended up being lost anyway, right? Mm-hmm. Right. That you give them this distraction, wave your flag, we went to the moon. It was like a, a pep rally, giving candy to a baby, and people bought it. And when you try to tell them otherwise, they're mad at you for doing so. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like people walking off a cliff, sleepwalking, you trying to wake them up, and they're mad at you, and they'd rather walk off the cliff. It's not only about the moon landing that that happens. It's, it's all kinds of really important false beliefs that people have been taught. They, they have been programmed, I think, intentionally, in a very sophisticated manner to get mad at whoever questions it. Yeah, it's very, that is interesting. Right. I think you're correct. Um, you know, they call it TV programming. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And I, and I ask people, why do you think the moon landings are real? They say I was there. And I'm like, you were there. They said, you know, I saw it live on TV. Right. So watching something on TV is the equivalent to people's minds of being there. You can imagine that. And it's literally programming. You know, when television first started in the 30s, they called it the boob tube and the idiot box. Right. It's a form of virtual reality. Yeah, which is destroying people's minds. I live near the the best park in the city, a man-made lake, ducks and trees and fish all around it. 
Mm-hmm. Last time I was there, I saw a family of four, husband and wife, son and daughter, all looking at their cell phones, walking around the park that they drove many miles to, not looking at the scenery, not looking yeah. at each other, all faces into their phones. Right. They, they eat food that way, too, around a table, everybody communicating by text message and stuff like that. And that's prior to the advent of Meta, where they won't even see the outside. Yeah, and I think what it really boils down to is, and this is programming as well, people have stopped believing in God. And with no God, they have another God. If you turn on like NPR, all that they talk about nonstop, year after year, decade after decade, is politics. So politicians have become people's gods and false gods at that because they're a bunch of liars. They say one thing, and they do the exact opposite as soon as they're elected, right? And so without a concept of God, there's really no concept of evil. There's no concept of good versus evil, light versus darkness, which just boils down to truth versus lies. And therefore, they don't see the 9-11 lie, the Kennedy assassination lie, the moon landing lie, because they have no concept of good versus evil going on all around them. Well, or, or they have a concept of good versus evil that they memorize. So instead of really looking, like you said, in a scientific way, happy to be wrong, if you are, you religiously grab onto your label and defend it against all questioning. Yeah, I mean, there are doctors in hospitals who are afraid to share their opinion openly with a coworker because coworkers would tattletale on them. They're right. And you're thinking this has to be Nazi Germany, right? I went to NASA with with press credentials, with an invitation, with a press slot in advance. Right. Okay. I go in there with my camera crew. I ask an astronaut, did you really orbit the moon or something like that? Uh I'm thrown out by security. You you would have thought I was in communist China. Wow. I, I asked an unapproved question and I'm right. And everyone else is deceived. And the. And the and the taxpayer police force tosses out a reporter for exposing the truth of their corruption. They've been given a list of unapproved subjects. I mean, if anybody if anybody brings them up, you throw them out. It's really backwards world that we live in. Up is down, and the the Bible says in the last days, evil will be called good, and good will be called evil, and that's what we've got every day going on right now. Yeah. So that's what you're trying to put a crack in, basically. And yeah, say, I mean, look, <laughs> this is not what you think. Yeah. I, people need to become aware of what's going on. Otherwise, they're going to sleepwalk off a cliff to their own physical and eventual eternal destruction. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I disagree with you on the 97%, though. I think it's 100 but, you know, it's kind of a minor point. But. Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, that uh, that's the math that I've calculated. They want some workers around, you know, to, to wait tables. On. <laughs> I, th- I think there are different levels of uh, awareness of the agenda. And at fairly middle to high levels, they think they're going to be left in the elite remnant, you know, with the workers you mentioned are robots to rule the world. Uh, higher up, I think they know it's a ceremonial sacrifice and that they're going to get their reward somewhere else. Well, it's really interesting. It's kind of a side note, but I was mentioning it with my friend Eric over here from out of town. 
I've written an article about it, which you can also see at sabrell.com. Just scroll down and you see articles I've written. But one of them is okay. called, Are There Really Aliens from Outer Space? And I go into pretty detailed investigation. It took me hundreds of hours to write this article mm-hmm. about how they're probably, you know, fallen angels. And, and yet there's an interesting tie-in. People call aliens reptilians. And Lucifer in the Bible was called a reptile. Mm-hmm. And we know that a reptile has no emotion, no heart. Yeah. I saw something that really had an impact on me. I saw it about six weeks ago for some reason on YouTube. It was the English color guard for the queen or something like that marching down the street. And there was about this third grade age boy just, you know, standing for some reason, wandered off into the middle of the parade grounds. Mm-hmm. They said, get out of the way, get out of the way. He didn't hear them. And they literally stepped on top of him, crushed him instead of stepping aside out of formation. They had they were heartless, heartless. Right, right. Now, the thing about a snake is they will eat their young. They will eat their own babies as soon as they're hatched. This babies run away. So here's a warning to the Illuminati people who run the world who intentionally or unintentionally worship Lucifer. He will kill his second in command to live one second longer. And so I saw this, believe it or not, in the eyes of George Bush Sr. before he died. I could see him regretting the life that he had lived, but for the sake of his children, he wasn't going to confess the evil. He was going to keep his mouth shut, but you could see his regret of the afterlife that he was at the door of entering, that it was not going to be favorable. People who become the mouthpiece and servant of this kind of evil, they're actually the most intense prisoners of everybody. You You know, like you're describing, it's not that he was intrinsically evil, that he was taken over. And mm-hmm. he could have well esca- he could have escaped, and that's I think right. that's that's one reason that instead of hating your enemy, although you need self defense, but if you hate your enemy, you miss the whole point. Exactly. Yeah. You're, that's so profound, Richard. Because the one thing that Jesus said that convinces me he's not of this world is love your enemy. Yeah, but and you know, people don't understand the depth of what that means. Because when he was being murdered, what did he say? God forgive them for they don't know what they're doing. You know, that's one of the most profound things in the Bible, I think. And and so many of these are just brushed off as superficial. Oh, he was being nice. No, he was telling the truth. They're lost souls. They're sheep without a shepherd. If, Even, any, of, if yeah. any of these people really knew what they were doing, they would never do it. I think so. Yeah. And this is where we're at. You know, I believe we're living in the last days. I believe uh, that maybe, you know, the truth of the moon landing will come out before the world ends as an open rebuke to to show us our folly, to put us in our place. And who knows? Maybe the CIA will deliberately leak it out as a self-inflicted wound to crash the dollar in the stock market. I don't know. I don't know, but I think there's value in what you're doing because there is a chance based on the free will that still remains that people could change course. And I think that if a small group regains consciousness to some degree, 
that could spread like a real pandemic on a positive scale. Absolutely. I agree completely. I thought the exact same thing. You don't need 100 million people to start the pandemic. Exactly. It only takes one. And so good can conquer evil starting with just one. I really think I think so. Otherwise, there's no point in our being here. Yeah, I agree completely. You know, Ezekiel says something very interesting. Ezekiel says, if a righteous man lives his whole life righteously and at the very end becomes wicked, his righteousness of decades will be forgotten and only his wickedness will be remembered on Judgment Day. Jesus says the same thing. Most believers will fall away, but those who hold to the very end will be saved. But then he also says something encouraging. In Ezekiel, if a man is wicked his entire life for decades, wickedness, wickedness, and at the end in the last week turns to God, all of his wickedness will be forgotten and he'll be remembered for his last week of righteousness. So that's a a reminder to have compassion for the worst of the bad people. You know, and the one sign to me, Richard, of false self-deceived Christianity is people thinking they're a Christian. And having grudges, people they won't talk to for the rest of their life because of something they did 25 years ago. It's like they don't know what they're doing. You know, they think they're justified and it's all about this justice thing that that's a bad person. Therefore, I can punish them. And they don't get it that justice is not equal to unconditional love. Jesus said, unless we forgive people Hmm. who sin against us, our sins will not be forgiven. And it happens, you don't have to wait till you die to see that, because as soon as you have that attitude in in physical life, it starts to affect you right then. You know, there's a famous book, I wish I could remember the name of it, but it was written by a woman who was in a concentration camp. And she wrote a book pretty much about forgiveness. Mm -hmm. And yet she herself was put to the test, because at one of these lectures, this old man came up to her, this old woman, Mm-hmm. I said, I was one of the prison camp guards who killed people and treated you badly. Do you forgive me? Beautiful account at the end of this book. Yeah. And, she, and she did. And, and they reconciled. And, you know, that's one of the most beautiful events in, in world history. And people it, like that who change can become massive, important people exactly. for positive change. People don't realize Hitler could have repented in the, but, in the bunker. Got baptized, turned himself in to be hung, and would be in heaven to everyone's astonishment. (laughs) You know, know, most of us are not in the same position as Hitler, but everybody in some way can have that attitude where you drop the ego junk and you have not fake humility, but realizing like whoever throws, you know, throw the first stone if you've never done anything bad. Yeah, I was telling my friend Eric here a few minutes ago that before I read the Bible myself, I had the impression that the Old Testament was strict and the New Testament was lenient. But the opposite is true. God forgave over and over again grievous sins in the Old Testament. And then Jesus said, you have heard it said, do not commit adultery, but the standard is higher. Don't lust. He said, you've heard it said, do not murder. The standard is higher. Do not hate. And, right. so, and, there's a, and there's a way to actually do that other than to just pretend. Yeah, you know, tell that, me, please. The, <laughs> these, the, well, I mean, it's real because my attitude was, all right, these things are true. Well, that's nice, but let's see practically how do you do it. 
And what I found is that mind, which is not brain, brain's part of the physical body, mind projects programs, and it can be communicated with and changed for real. And if you do that and learn how to do that, then the things like hate are just not there anymore, and so is fear. Yeah, what I do is I think of what Jesus was thinking, that these people who are hurting me mm-hmm. are, are lost sheep themselves who really don't know any better. That's true. And, and that's why I need to have compassion on them. Because yeah, because what if that was you? Exactly. I've done so many stupid things in my life, mind-bogglingly stupid, wicked, dumb, selfish, and multiple times before I learned my lesson. Well, and so, in, in a way, those people are you in another form. Yeah, and so these people who have grudges against me, it's not that it's without, without cause, but at the same time, they're claiming to be Christian, all the while not forgiven. And so that's, I fear for them, because they have a warning. Unless they forgive people's sins, theirs will not be forgiven. And without your sins forgiven, you do not enter eternal life. There's still time. Exactly. That's the fortunate thing. And you know, in Revelation, it says these plagues, which have probably already begun and will get much worse, they are done to encourage people, to catch people's attention, to repent. Unfortunately, it goes on to say, and most people will not anyway. Well, and they don't even know what it means. They say, okay, I repent, I repent, don't kill me. You know, but the thing is, what what are you really feeling? You know, to change that is different. But what you're exposing, you know, with the fake moon landing and all the stuff that you've got to back that up, like you were saying earlier, that's still things like that are still being done now by our rulers over and over, and especially the last two years, which they're they seem to be about to clamp down again. Right now, I think you're right. I think uh, this is the eye of the storm for them to move their pieces into new positions. And we should be doing the same. Yeah. And because, you know, as you know, the book of Acts quotes the book of Joel about in the last days, many believers will have visions of the future. One of which from John Paul Jackson, as best as I could tell, was a genuine Christian, died in 2015. He said he received a vision of two pandemics. The first would be basically a false flag. We know which one that is. Mm-hmm. But the second one would be very serious. So at that point, if that second one happens, which they're already talking about, then people will be begging for documentation of medical procedures in order to you know, leave your house. And so yeah. if we're going to relocate, stock up, whatever you might consider now is that time because that window is closing quickly. I, I believe probably by the end of September, around the 25th or so, some economic hardship, something's going to happen around that time. So if we're going to relocate, stock up, we probably need to do it before the end of September. Yeah. We'll see. We know that you probably know about the Diego report, right? I've heard of it. I don't remember. Yeah, Basically there's a, a corporation i talk to some people of privately actually over satellite communication don't want to give away too much detail but they were with the rand corporation mm-hmm. and they're like this uh, privately 
funded military contractor who does like research and development and so forth. I'd never heard of Diego until about two years ago. Uh, the founder is associated with the Rockefeller Foundation, the Council of Formulation. So it's a very credible contact. Mm-hmm. They've done multiple reports for the Defense Department. And they had a paper that came out, I think, in 2015, projecting the GDP and population of every country on the earth. Oh, I remember that. For the year 2025, for some reason. Right. And they had, in 2015, the projected population of the U.S. in 2025 at 54 million people. What was the name of that website where all those populations? Well, it was com, but you can't shut it down. And then in 2016, rather than showing a projection for 2026, Mm -hmm. they still showed it for 2025 and a population of 68 million in the United States. And then in 2017, instead of showing a projection for 2027, they still showed 2025. Like some event is going to happen right before that. And they showed it something like 98 million. That's still a reduction anywhere between 68 and 85% population reduction in about two and a half years. Mm -hmm. So at some point, whatever is going to cause that. And we have a good hint at what that is. Right. And, you know, everything's going to crash and there probably won't be police, electricity, internet, who knows what. And I think they're probably going to have a cyber attack that's self, you know, caused by the CIA so that we're only going to be able to get information from broadcast television, which is will be a complete lie, of course. And so they won't be this anymore going on or Mike Adams or anybody else giving us an alternative point of view. We'll only be able to turn on the TV with an antenna. And we know what that's going to all be about. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Really. um there are different factions, I think, trying to figure out what to do, but there's a strong one right now that wants to blow up everything with nuclear war. Yeah, well, you know, to a certain degree, believe it or not, mad, mutually served destruction seems to actually work, as crazy as that sounds. But I have uh, one friend, Gil Broussard, up from Planet7x.net, who interprets the seven thunders of the Book of Revelation as seven nuclear terrorist attacks and seven major cities of the world that could happen too i think the whole event that's been going on for the last two years Mm -hmm. is basically to trick people into getting this medicine for an illness they don't have which will be like a time fuse to basically lower the population in a gradual way Mm -hmm. because a cosmic event is heading toward earth a comet asteroid or rogue planet which would kill half the people in a short amount of time so they're doing a pre-burn trying to lower the population a little bit more gradually in anticipation of that event so that it will be less of a shock of a population reduction that's my conclusion at this point that's interesting yeah um what we're doing is just trying to use the clues that we can see to come up with some kind of hypothesis yeah. and then, then check it out. You know, it still looks to me like they're eliminating the whole biosphere. But yeah, I mean, you know, I, I could be wrong. I'm not a conspiracy theorist. So when I first heard about chemtrails, I'm like, yeah, whatever. Then I start getting up about a half an hour before sunrise and I see this grid pattern that they're trying to conceal by nightfall. Right. You know, and they're, right. they're a little behind schedule, so you can see a grid of fake clouds in the sky. I live nowhere near the airport. And yeah. if you keep an eye on them, they eventually merge together into this feather cloud pattern that covers the whole sky. 
what is that all about? I see them in the skies of films from the late 90s. They've been doing it since the 90s. Right. You know what I mean? And, I mean, they're following GPS coordinates. These clouds are man-made weather. They come to, they do a grid because they're filling in the, they fill in the gaps automatically. Yeah. You know what I mean? And what is that all about? I mean, it looks like there are different recipes being sprayed in different geographic areas. I have no idea, but, but no one's talking about it and it's obviously happening. And so if they're not talking about it, that means if the public knew about it, they wouldn't like it, which means it has Mm -hmm. to be toxic. When you're saying nobody, you mean conventional news media. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, conventional media doesn't talk about it at all when you right. do is look up, you know, and it's so obvious it's taking place. If it's not being talked about it, that means it's either toxic or, you know, that's issues. a really important point you're making that all these things are in a way obvious. Yeah, they are. But the dumbing I mean, down is so effective that people can look right at it and not see it. Yeah, people ask me, I did this interview with Mike Adams, and he, he's a really intelligent guy. And he yeah. said, show me more proof, more proof, more proof that the moon landings are fake. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, look, I can, I can prove it with one photograph. You know, here's one of sunlight. Well, no matter which way you go, shadows of trees and telephone poles are always parallel. Here's right. a picture on the moon where the astronaut shadow is going this way. A rock shadow is going this way, and they're five feet apart. That is electrical light. You can prove the moon landing fraud with one photograph that's impossible to have shadows going at 90 degrees in sunlight what did that he means say it's to electrical light what, what, did he, what did he say to that well yeah he agreed <laughs> you know he wanted mm-hmm. like you know multiple photographic proofs and i was like you know to me it, you don't even need that you, well you know at least part of it is fake because of the flag flying in the wind yeah it was air conditioning probably because the backpacks had the cooling units removed so they wouldn't fall over backwards so they were hot you know yeah 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 and and then my book culminates and again just go to sabrell.com you can get it on audio kindle the print when i'm almost finished writing the book which i started 15 years ago i get a contact from a guy who was there chief of security of the military base where they filmed apollo 11 june 1st 2nd and 3rd of 1968 he gave us the cia code name for the project the name of the military base where it was filmed and a Uh list of 15 VIP eyewitnesses who were allowed in to observe the filming of Apollo 11 one year beforehand. And this is why Johnson didn't run for reelection when he was eligible because his next term would be the faking of the moon landing. And Mm. who knew that would work? What if you got caught? Didn't want to have anything to do with that, you know, but he want, he was there for the first day of filming. And so he basically have a guy on his deathbed feel so guilty that he helped the faking of the moon landing. He confesses on his deathbed, gives us the military base where it was filmed, the dates it was filmed, the code name, and 15 eyewitnesses who were there. And I got an email from somebody a few weeks ago and says, oh, and by the way, one of those guys on the list who I'd never heard of, he says in a separate writing of his, he said he was at that base at that time for a classified reason. Mm. (laughs) And I'm like, oh, there we go. You also got an opportunity to question the astronauts directly, right? Yeah. After I made a funny thing happen on the way to the moon, I guess from watching courtroom dramas as a kid, I said, hey, why don't we just track down these guys 
put a Bible in front of them and ask them to swear on the Bible that they walked on the moon. Right. And of course, one punches me, one kicks me in the butt, one threatens to shoot me, one threatens to hit me. And in all the commotion of one of these interviews, we leave a wireless microphone on the guy accidentally. He's inside of his house with the door closed. The camera's still recording in the backseat of the rental car in the driveway. And we're recording the private conversations of him and his son in his house. And they're talking about calling the CIA to have me assassinated, which if they really went to the moon... And I'm some silly person who thinks otherwise it would be completely unnecessary. And then why is an Apollo astronaut have this has the CIA in his Rolodex? What is that all about? Right? Yeah. Who is the CIA? It comes up. I mean, really? Hmm. So uh, what can you do? (laughs) Well, as we said, there's still time. As long as we're here, everybody's still, you know, functioning on earth at least the people who haven't been killed by the health system Mm -hmm. uh, and the food system and all the rest of it um we need to use our time well yeah partly stocking up and being prepared like you said but also whatever we can do to avert the future that is planned yeah we need to be spiritually prepared because everyone's going to die anyway and even even though we are saved by grace we qualify for the grace by repenting. Well, and, and who knows what freedom of options we actually have unless we try. Exactly. You know, so what you're doing. Um, yeah, if this is all exposed, then radical positive things are still possible. I, I agree completely. I think it would be a blessing for the truth to come out about the moon landing fraud. It would be messy, like popping a boil, but yeah. also, also relief. After it, pop a boy, and right? it would lead to a bunch of other revelations it would lead as to well. Healing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. And you know what's coming out right now is all many things, but one of them is the U.S. global program of creating biological weapons all over the world. Yeah, I mean that should be illegal. I mean, if it's it illegal, is illegal. Well, yeah, I mean, but if it's illegal and according to international law to use biological weapons, then it should be illegal simply to develop them for experimentation. Right. Well, they yeah, they have us what they call a way out of it and say, well, this is all for health purposes. A complete lie. That's like saying atomic bombs are illegal, but you're allowed to build one for research purposes. That's right. Or if if it's it's philanthropy, you're actually going to do something beneficial. If it's illegal to use them, it should be illegal to to build them at any level. It's been illegal in the U.S. since 1990. That's why they export it to China. I know, but I think there are international agreements about it, too. Of course there are, but they ignore all of that anyway. Yeah. So alternative media is really important. That's why they're going to bring down the Internet to get rid of us. Yeah, exactly. So whatever time it's still operating, we need to make good use of it, right? There you go. What do you want people to take away from this discussion as a bottom line? Well, read the book at sabrell.com. Moon Man. Moon Man, the true story of a filmmaker on the CIA hit list. Okay. You'll see that they did, in fact, fake it. Uh, it's relevant because it means these people are still at large. Yeah. And kind of prepare yourself accordingly. Uh, it's my understanding, according to the words of Jesus, who says it will get so bad in the last days that unless God intervenes, no one will survive that. Really, I take that to mean the wicked people, they're going to win. 
They did a fabulous job killing Kennedy, faking the Vietnam War beginning, doing 9-11, faking the moon landing, faking the last, you know, episode, that they're just getting better. And mm-hmm. so I think they're going to win. So all that we can do is save ourselves from this corrupt generation, spiritually and physically, and then we'll be alive forever and they won't be, unfortunately. And your attitude toward the people that are doing the bad stuff matters, too. My heart goes out to them. I don't hate them at all. I feel sorry for them. I feel sorry for the people who are making these bad, bad choices. Right. And, and some can change. You know, there yeah. are whist- whistleblowers exist in the worst parts of the media, in parts of government, and they need to be encouraged. Yeah, and then there are good guys in the government who need to come out of the woodwork immediately. That's right. Our time is running out. You know, uh, yeah. you're, you're going to die anyway, so you might as well go out in a blaze of glory for what is right. Yeah, why do you have to realize that when you're physically dying at the last few hours? Why not realize it now? You better realize it now. Now is the time. It's, it's time to come out, all the true honorable people in the government and you know, it's probably the majority of them. It's just the people at the top who are corrupt, suppressing yeah. the people underneath. Well, them. the ones below them have been convinced to just follow orders. Well, they're afraid to lose mm-hmm. their paycheck, but they yeah. got to realize, is that how they want to be remembered for all time? Who basically took a bribe to do what is wrong. Right. So we you have know? to encourage each other. Yeah. And um, people can stay in touch with what you're doing at Sabrell.com, right? You got it. Okay. Thank you, Bart. That's incredible. And um, I want to stay in touch and see what you do next. Oh, well, thank you, Richard. It's good to talk to you. Yeah. Hold on and we'll say goodbye in the break here. Sure. There goes Bart Sibrell, you guys, at Sibrell.com, S-I-B-R-E-L.com. His book is Moon Man and available on his site. Really interesting guy. And I have to thank Doug for finding him. And it sounds like the movie that he's about to start making uh, is going to be incredible, too. He's primarily a filmmaker and a documentary maker, but uh, inspirational films are his preference. And he needs a primary uh, older male actor to play the star, but the screenplay is done, and otherwise the movie's almost ready to go. So anybody that wants to work with him that's in that category of uh, high-level actor in the older male category needs to contact him at sabrell.com. Um, other than that, I think his attitude of, of questioning everything is really important. It's what, it's what originally was supposed to be real science, and it's gotten replaced by this attitude of just believing acceptable material that the power structure and the media says is is okay to think and to know about we need to get back to the attitude that he's talking about which is question everything and you know not to the point where you say well everything's false so i'm just not going to believe whatever i'm told but be open you know especially to finding out what you currently believe may be wrong so you have to remove the whole ego thing of defending labels and all that and get back to actual open-minded, skeptical science where you're open-minded and skeptical at the same time of everything. Anyway, his book sounds great. I'm going to try to get a copy and read it. Um, I don't know what else to add to what he said. I thought it was 
really interesting presentation on his part. And having seen a couple of his video um, interviews myself, he's got a lot of backup information and direct uh, witness input on the fact that the moon landing was not real and that the technology was not in the hands of the U.S. government at the time and probably is not now, according to what he learned. And that brings up questions of everything else. So it doesn't mean to believe every everything is false that you've heard, but a lot of it could be. And just open-minded investigation is what's needed really quickly. And, and certainly, uh, I would say that's true of the current world situation. And there's a new... I have to say this, I can't say it on all platforms, but a new pandemic is in the works right now. And these are all coming out of bioweapons labs. Um, they're not natural. They don't come from animals. Although they, there's a really interesting hypothesis being presented now by Dr. Artis, who we've asked to come on the show if he gets time, uh, that the so-called virus that was the basis of the pandemic that's been going on for a couple of years and more was not a virus. I mean, there's no virus that's been isolated for it at all. This is not a small point. I think it's really important. But Dr. Artis seems to have put together the idea that it's a synthetic venom or poison based on the uh, chemistry of the poison in king cobras and crates. And I, I posted, or I had Doug post an interview between Stu Peters and Brian Artis that is up on the site. It's, it's a great interview. It's not something crazy. There's a lot of uh, really sol- solid logic involved. And you have to see it. Um, if that's the truth, it would make a lot of things make sense that, that didn't with a non-existent virus. And apparently there's a new round of it, more severe, that's getting ready. And the inhuman and completely ridiculous lockdowns that are going on in Shanghai right now as a beta test for what could be brought to the rest of the world, just like was done in Wuhan, um, is a reminder to use the time well and try to expose what's going on uh, to full humanity and to giving up all of our freedoms. And that's basically the importance of what Bart found out about the moon landing and become more conscious is the message. Don't try to make everybody else wake up. You wake up. And when that happens, other people are affected, at least the ones that are ready. So don't underestimate the power that you have influencing everybody else. It's automatic, even if you don't say anything. It comes from what's inside you and your connection to where you came from. So what else can I say? Stay in touch at lostartsradio.com. All kinds of free information and videos and articles and things are going up there almost every day. And we stay in touch on our Brideon and Bitchute and Ahava and Blog Talk channels and others. Look at the tab on lostartsradio.com that says All Things Radio or Radio Show. And we have communication uh, contact form type um, 
things to fill out on the website, lostartsradio.com. If you want to give us ideas for things that you want to see addressed or comments or questions or anything like that. It's always nice to hear from you. And at this point, we read all the emails and we'll respond as possible. I'm also doing a series um, of videos called Voice in the Wilderness. And some of the common email themes I'll respond to in those videos. And if you want to help us stay on the air, that would be nice. We're doing all this commercial free. And there's a donate button at lostartsradio.com that you can use. Also, a subscribe star uh, link, which works as well, either one of those. Um, mailing address, anything like that. Trying to do this without commercials because I want to have the freedom to recommend things to you that I think are actually good, regardless of you know trying to sell a certain number of items or that sort of thing. Trying to keep it clean. But we need to function with money, and Planetary Healing Club is the private group that we're running once a week live interaction, and that's to work on these things to try to turn around experiences in your own life, but ultimately the world situation and what we can contribute to that, each one of us to have it not go in the direction that the world rulers are pushing it right now. And there's actually a lot that we can do. So if you want to be part of that, that's lostartsradio.com and specifically the tab that says Planetary Healing Club or planetaryhealingclub.com, either one. Questions about that, just address to me, uh, Richard at lostartsradio.com, and I'll answer as quick as I can. I think that's about it. Remember, we have um, not just the Planetary Healing Club meetings on Saturday, but weekly guest shows that come up like the one that you just saw. And um, lots of other projects that are waiting for funding to see what we can do to change the nature of the future that we're all moving into. The main message being, take good care of yourself, get your health back as much as you can, uh, learn the real health information that's violently suppressed in the U.S. and most of the world. It's still available if you know where to go. And... Um, Work on your own internal state. Become aware of your thought patterns and your emotions. They are affecting everybody else that you come in contact with at any any distance. And you have unlimited potential. So don't underestimate what you can do or the value of your time. Use it well. And we'll meet you here again next week. Have a good week. Introducing Lost Arts Radio on Subscribestar.com. Just go to subscribestar.com slash lostartsradio to find our rewards program offering 10 different giving levels starting at just 5 bucks a month. We offer incredible value for any rewards level, from extra monthly interview videos not available publicly to subscription-based Planetary Healing Club videos once, twice, or three times a month to private counseling sessions with Lost Arts Radio host Richard Sachs, to tech help with me, Doug Diamond. We even have one option where you can be the star on Lost Arts Radio as our guest on a specially produced show just for you. We conduct an interview with you and broadcast it to our growing network and listenership. Our subscribe star levels are one of a kind and offer great rewards for any budget. Please help support Lost Arts Radio. We can't do it without you. With increasing censorship on many of our channels, we really need your support today to keep doing what we're doing. 
As Richard says, we're not even at survival level yet. Lost Arts Radio has three weekly shows. Lost Arts Radio Live each Saturday night at 7.30 Eastern, 4.30 Pacific, which is a live stream currently on multiple platforms in case we get banned from some of the larger ones. Right now, we're on Facebook Live, Twitch, and DLive. You can access these broadcasts by going to www.lostartsradio.com live for all the links to those channels. The Planetary Healing Club meets right after Lost Arts Radio Live at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific on Saturday nights. And our Sunday show with guests airs at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific on Sunday nights on our Blog Talk Radio channel, our YouTube channels, Facebook pages, and on Brideon. Be sure to sign up for our free email list just in case we do get banned on big tech's platforms. It's just a matter of time, really. They don't like the stuff we talk about, and they do not want the truth out there. In fact, they have already attacked us numerous times. Join our free email list so we can let you know where we are and how to access our shows. The sign-up button is right on the top right on most pages of our website. The best starting point for all things Lost Arts Radio is our main site, lostartsradio.com, where you can find the hottest news selection videos that we curate just for you. Those are on the homepage and added to daily, as well as articles and breaking news about information you really need to know. Our show archives, the 10 most recent shows, are right on our homepage, as well as our Blog Talk Radio page at blogtalkradio.com slash lostartsradio, or just click the All Things Radio Show tab right on our website. We're in the podcast directory on iTunes, and all of our shows, except the banned ones, are on our YouTube channel, at Lost Arts Radio. Our Brideon page is really taking off, and we often have editors' picks videos right on their homepage. Visit Brideon.com slash channel slash Lost Arts Radio. On our site, you can also access our free listener forum, as well as sign up for the Planetary Healing Club, which is just $25 a month where you get private access to a one-on-one interaction with host Richard Sachs and myself and the other club members who participate live. More info can be found at planetaryhealingclub.com. We're providing solutions in there to make the world a better place. Come join us. Stay tuned because up next, you'll get to hear a really great song by an independent artist that we're doing our best to support. Go to lostartsradio.com slash music for the full list of all the great songs and bands that we spin on our audio-only podcast shows. If you're in a band and want to submit a song for consideration for airplay on Lost Arts Radio, visit my website at diamonddiscaudio.com for more information about the music placement, mastering, and mixing work that I do. Thanks again for listening to and supporting Lost Arts Radio. We love having you as part of our family to learn, experience, and grow with. Born in 65, Grandma Ruth said never lie So key to life was only truth Listen to Grandma, old, old Ruth In the Bible, Ruth refused to go Until the truth she was to know Greek God, man said truth to be With loose my chain, said knee free 
I grew up dreaming to tell my stories of fancy tales of angelic glory. Instead, I trained to rail my truth by dear old grandma's old, old rules. She said the truth was worth the die to beat old Satan, to beat his lies. I left my dreams to fight for truth and dear old grandma. Old old roof. A funny thing, my first big film, loved and hated like the heat of a kiln. Hero to some, others wish dead. Hard hard success, hard hard hit. Astronauts wild, I never flinched. My armor was the truth. I pinched. Nervous now that I was groovy, sweaty palms just watching that movie. I grew up dreaming to tell my stories of fancy tales of angelic glory. Instead, my dream derailed by truth. My dear old grandma, old old room. She said the truth was worth to die to beat old Satan to beat his lies. I left my dreams to fight for truth and dear old grandma, old old rules. Kicked and cursed. In the face, I'm facing this life of the human race. Some say patriot, some say traitor. Guess it depends on historical speculators. Astronaut sons of the CIA to take my life far, far away. Instead, the curse fell on his head at 26. He's stone cold dead. I grew up dreaming to tell my stories of fancy tales of angelic glory. Instead, my train derailed by truth. My dear old grandma, old old rules. She said the truth was worth the die to beat old Satan, to beat his lies. I left my dreams to fight for truth. My dear old grandma, old old. Truthful shoot, then someday when I am old, they'll tell my story I long ago told. Except now they'll say instead of Ruth, Bart's the grandpa of this old truth. Not really true, 'twas Bill before me, and Jesus, my brother, waiting for me in glory. I grew up dreaming to tell my stories of fancy tales of angelic glory. Instead, my train derailed my truth by dear old grandma, old old rules. 
said the truth was worth the die To beat old Satan, to beat his lies I left my dreams to fight for truth And hear on Grandma old on a roof Like dear old Grandma old old roof Love dear old Grandpa old old